When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. No, I want to be Minnesota. Yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can earn the right, you know, to do that. And I've always said that when I say I would like to be in Minnesota. You don't, you know, there's a lot of things I'd like to have. You know, you got to go earn it. So uh, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Favorite thing about that Kirk Cousins press conference at the voluntary workouts yesterday? The tucked in gray t shirt into the sweatpants with the white tennis shoes. I think that's the look he had for the Kirko Chains moments on the planes, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely tucked Love in. Love the tucked in, the dad look, man. He has mastered the quarterback dad look. Why would you ever tuck a shirt in if you didn't have to? My stepdad does it. I think it's a generational thing, but Kirk's younger than me, so. Some people know. like That's to. Like, I, uh, very if it's, you know, like, if I'm golfing and I have the polo tucked in, like, I think I'm batting 50-50 on tucking that polo in. I, I sometimes let it just hang over my shorts. It depends where I'm playing. It depends how I'm feeling a little bit. If you too. get a nice belt, too, you want to show the e- belt Exactly. Off. I think the belt helps. But to your point of the Kirk being, like, dorky Kirk without the belt, and without, I mean, that look is just very much a dad look. I don't know. I think that's the best way to yeah, say it. Yeah, tucking it into your beltless sweatpants. Because I can see, you know, golfers, right. especially if you're in you're in good shape, like you're a Rory yeah, McIlroy different. or somebody, you got the nice white yeah. belt and you're showing off the totally different the physique. Maybe he's showing off the physique, man. Kirk, Kirk's <laughs> looking pretty trim for a guy in his mid-30s. I don't dress well, but I never tuck it. <laughs> Maybe you should try it, I don't it, dress dude. well. No, I have. Should be it's, your it's thing. Not, no, no, no. It's not comfortable. <laughs> Maximize <laughs> comfort. How about a French XL. tuck? A French tuck? Just just the, Ooh, the front French. of your shirt tucked in? Yep, yep. And then you leave the other, just, just the front of your Dawn shirt tucked that. in. Though. Yeah, Dawn does that. I'm not, I ain't doing that. It's the either. French tuck. I was like, what's wrong with, with your shirt? She's like, what do you mean? Do you it's mean? a French tuck. It's a French tuck. I'm like, oh, yeah, but what's wrong? <laughs> so we'll get into some of Kirk's. Kirk was asked about his contract situation and, and the Vikings drafting Jaron Hall and Jordan Addison and stuff. So we'll get to some of those clips and some other items from uh, a Vikings media day yesterday. But a shout-out to our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. All right, uh, Deck, let's hear from Kirk again here. We have a couple more clips, and then we can talk about just some of the things that he said at the Vikings voluntary workouts yesterday. What do we got next? I would just say that to say 
it's more the norm than the exception. Yeah. You know, I think the exception is that you have something penciled in for future years. Most of our locker room has no idea what's coming in three or four months, let alone three or four years or next year. So I feel like I'm one of the guys, if you will, like we're all in this together and that's the way this league works. And I think it's part of what makes this league great because everybody has an edge. Everybody's working. Everybody's got something to prove and nobody can operate with entitlement or comfort and put in less than their best. Uh, and I think that's a great thing about our league. Seems very, he doesn't seem offended. I don't, and I didn't expect him to be, but right. you know, and the way Quasey kind of painted it was, Hey, it's not, we're not like kicking him to the curb by not extending him beyond 23. It's just, when a negotiation hits a point where there's too much of a gap, then both sides just say, let's come back to this later. And he he doesn't seem, at least in these press conference clips and the way he's gone about business uh, the last month or so, he doesn't seem offended by any of it. I think that stands out to me. I think it's important, too, and he, he talked about this, and he's exactly right. You know, Kirk Cousins' whole career has been built on this. Mm-hmm. He, he talked you about like that. You like that. the press conference, the, the fact that when he was in high school, he didn't have – uh, college scholarship offers for most of his senior year. And the Holland, Michigan newspaper would continually ask him, you know, is something coming down the pike? Um, and then he got to M- Michigan State. Nothing was guaranteed there. There were a bunch of quarterbacks. Got to Washington. Played on the last year of his rookie contract. And then played on the franchise tag back-to-back. So this is nothing new. Like, like the exception to the rule for Kirk here has been the fact that since 2018, he has had the ultimate amount of security. And for all you Crusaders, listen carefully, because I'm going to say something that sort of praises Kirk Cousins. Um, I love how he handled it yesterday, especially. Me too. I absolutely thought it was, and, and he's right. And look, you know what? In this case, I think both sides are right. I think both sides are exactly right. Um, and I don't know that the Vikings actually aren't being sort of smart here by saying, prove it again. Yeah. Prove it again. You know, there's nothing wrong in professional sports with saying that. So I think from both sides, the way that we have seen this handled so far is spot on perfect. No problems. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of a breath of fresh air that m- most quarterbacks feel entitled to huge amounts of money. Now, like Lamar Jackson's in a much different spot because he was the 32nd overall pick and and he he's made some money but I think he's made like 7 or 8 million dollars in 4 4 years playing football. Sure. This is his first chance, especially the way he plays. He could just tear an ACL at any given point. A guy like Lamar is is setting up for this is my contract, so I'm going to I'm going to fight for it. Kirk's Kirk's already had a quarter of a billion dollars sent his way. But a lot of quarterbacks just kind of feel like, yeah, like it's an ATM machine. This thing should keep coming. And so if he's being honest, and I think he is, it's a refreshing way to look at it that, hey, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable having to earn it. That's where I've been my whole career. That's where he's been since high school. He didn't get any major offers. You know, mi- you know Michigan yeah. State came along after his senior season was over. And that fi- like he had to play a full slate of high school football. He didn't have... He didn't have Big Ten schools and ACC schools knocking on his door when he was 15 years old. He had to literally play his senior year before Michigan State was like, okay, I guess you could come in here and be like the sixth guy. And then at Michigan State, it's like climb over six or seven guys, and then you're not going to be a first-round pick, but maybe there's somewhere for you in the fourth or fifth rounds behind a franchise quarterback. So, And then when, the, when it's contract time. So 
He also talked about the addition of Jordan Addison, I believe, here. I felt like anything was possible when I kind of looked at our situation. And like I said, picking a little later, you kind of feel like you can you can rationalize a lot of different decisions and directions to go. Nobody knows the future, so you're you're still having to make educated guesses. But um, um, I'm excited to get him in here and see what he's got and then whatever he's got to build on it and to just get him working and get him comfortable and get everybody caught up to speed. Now, I will say that that press conference probably – would have had a far different tone if the Vikings had gone quarterback in round one. So just to be clear here, like it's and a big they difference. Were, they were poking and around And they were it. sniffing they around, were it, around it. But, you know, but instead they, they did what the Packers wouldn't do, which was, okay, we can't get our quarterback. We're not going to get desperate. We're actually going to uh, beef up our offense. So my guess is that Kirk's like, okay, there's no pressure now, which is good for Kirk. Um, but, Again, I think the way that this whole thing un- unfolded is absolutely fine. If you have faith that the Vikings have the ability to find and develop or identify their next quarterback. And until they prove that they can't, the sins of Spielman, in my opinion, aren't going to be visited on Quasi. The sins, the of, sins Spielman. of Spielman. But I mean, that's that what we're worried about, like, right? It sounds like a great Netflix docu-series, like a three-part the docu-series. The power of Quasi compels you. Know? you. You know, you yes. whipping holy water at him. Exactly right. Well, and and you mentioned you know, this. The tone of this would have been different if it was a first round quarterback. If oh man, Will Levis is falling, we got to take Will Levis. Right. I still think Kirk handles it professionally and handles it well. I don't think he throws a tantrum or like skips voluntary workouts. I, I he's a pro. I think he would he would have had a similar tone. But Agreed. the fact that it's a fifth round quarterback makes it less threatening. And I will say this. Based on what we know about Jaron Hall's personality, and you know, I told you guys earlier this week, I poured over a lot of Jaron Hall press conferences, just like Quasty said he did the same thing during the pre-draft lead-up as you're trying to get information on a guy. Jaron Hall seems to have a really likable, professional, calm demeanor, just like Kirk. When you listen to Jaron Hall speak to the media, he sounds a lot like Kirk in the way that he he's friendly, he's very respectful, he doesn't throw teammates under the bus. He seems like a guy that, that's just like a guy that can be in a room and kind of talk to anyone. I'll bet you, I don't know how we quantify this for a write-that-down prediction, but I'll bet you Jaron Hall and Kirk Cousins become pretty close in 2023. Sure. In sure. part because it's not super threatening. Right. Jaron Hall is definitely here in a perfect world to take over for Kirk Cousins. Like in a, you know, There's a 6% chance of that happening, but mm-hmm. I'll bet you based on their personalities, Jaron Hall's not going to come in here and thump his chest like some other quarterbacks would and say, I'm going to take this guy's like Zach Wilson. I'm going to make life miserable for any quarterback they're going to bring in here. Okay, guy, calm down. So that's my that's my uh, impossible to quantify write that down prediction that Jaron Hall and Kirk Cousins become bosom buddies at Vikings practice the next three months. Could definitely see it, yeah. And and look, there's there's still going to be a ton of questions. The unknown obviously remains high but uh yeah i and and i don't think you know kirk gets this like this isn't again it's not new kirk has not always been the anointed one he he has been here for the most part but you know so like this is nothing where like kirk is being challenged for the first time kirk has had to as kirk said overcome odds on a regular basis so i just i thought the tone of what he said to me seemed and I might be being fooled, it seemed genuine. And I will say, we have seen guys say stuff at podiums before where you're like, I'm not buying that. Yeah. 
Well, another thing, if you just let's forget about the contract situation for a second here and the the uncertainty of whether he's going to be here in 2024. In 2023, this is setting up potentially for the biggest season of his career. If you start to look at and read the tea leaves, right? He's got maybe the best set of weapons he's ever had, the yep. best wide receiver in the NFL, yep. one of the top five pass-catching tight ends in the NFL, a plug-and-play number two wide receiver in Jordan Addison that can run routes, and maybe that dude becomes a 1,000-yard receiver pretty quickly. K.J. Osborne? Would anyone be shocked if given enough targets, if KJ Osborne was like a 900 to a thousand yard receiver, I'm not going to say it's going to happen with all these other options, right. but he's a really good number three receiver. Cohesive line. Yeah. You got two of the best tackles in the NFL second year in the system under Kevin O'Connell. Right. And like and you Kirk said earlier, well. it's a, it's a contract season for him. Yeah. So he's already a good quarterback in a contract year, motivated to get maybe one final big contract before he rides off into the sunset. And I, I do think that um, while his stats were down, the fact that they won 13 games with Kirk and he what set a record with eight fourth quarter comebacks, um, I do think, and he discussed this uh, during the press conference as well, the fact that he's been in the system now for a year and like knows the verbiage and all of those things is huge. So yeah, if you put this together, I keep coming back to the fact, I don't think they win 13 games again. But they're certainly going to be competitive. And I mean, I don't see a big step back here of, oh, they stink. Uh, the schedule gets tougher. They're going to go against, I think, uh, and they partially lucked out. They're going to go against more probably frontline QBs because it feels like they had that stretch there last year where guys were getting hurt that they were about to play left and right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there is, I think, offensively an expectation. I think it's fair to say this. It should not surprise anyone if this offense in 2023 is top five. Mm -hmm. Is it sort of really shaping up a little like maybe the Falcons offense from a few years ago where everything kind of came together for Matt Ryan in his mid-30s to, to pop then? up? Shanahan, another year in the Shanahan system. Yeah. That that's kind of the – now that team went – that team went to the Super Bowl and had a 28-3 to lead in the second half of the Super Bowl. It's very Vikings-like, don't mention it. <laughs> yeah. Dex, go ahead. Sorry, I was I cut you off there. No, I, w I was just going to say that I think that's what Colin Codd was saying, that the offense is, is set here. Like, we all know what the Vikings offense is. Now, Brian Flores should make the defense a little bit better, but the personnel is still suspect. There's a lot of question marks with the rookies they're bringing in with the second-year players, but I think it's it's a foregone conclusion that this offense should be at, at the very least top 10, right? Like 10th well, out of the 32 teams. That Cowherd clip, by the way, was actually a shade that was an NFC ranking. That was not an NFL ranking. He had the Vikings seventh, and we just saw the snippet. Oh, we we're like, oh, he's got the yeah. okay. He's got the Vikings of the seventh. Oh, he seventh he's got in the NFC. Seventh in the yeah. NFC. What wow. do you think of that? I don't. I don't see that. Well, um, he, who are who's for he, sure better than the Vikings? He had the Eagles one, the Niners two. Um, yeah, that's fair. And then I believe after that. I think third was the Cowboys. Fourth was the Rams, assuming that Stafford is healthy. Uh, I, I don't know who. Rams field. The Rams, uh, Rams are tearing it down a bit, rightfully so. I don't know um, who we the had. Cowboys are always a wild card to me. You had the Lions five, above the Vikings. And the Lions were six, so I forget who was fifth, but the Lions were you know, six. You know what? The Lions, when, when the Lions can actually win the division, talk to me. I'm with Judd. They're still the Lions until they're not the Lions. Yeah, right? correct. Like, why are we yeah. like, okay, 
it's good that they look like an improving team and and there are things about them that I think are certainly there to like. But you know what? When the season ends and the Detroit Lions are flying the NFC North champion flag, get back to me. I'm not going to put them above a bunch of teams yet. Yeah, I think while some of the markets like the like the Vegas sports books and stuff and they're putting out their their odds on division winners. The Lions are pretty universally the favorite to win this division. They have a ton yep. of young talent. Yep. You can make fun of their draft. They drafted a linebacker and a receiver or and a running back in the first round. Yeah, but they but those are good players that they drafted. They seem to be dying on a hill for Dan Campbell. And, and people again make fun of Jared Goff. Well, Jared Goff's their quarterback. Dude, Jared Goff yep. at his best has been there's a couple seasons with the Rams and last year with the Lions. He's right there in the Kirk Cousins mix in terms of production and so very inside football question though when it comes to game day coaching which we we have talked about one of the most important things and and it's like not accounted for i don't think until a coach screws up yeah when it comes to game day coaching dan campbell is the same guy that lost the game here though with what He, he went for it on fourth down until he didn't at the end of that game and tried to kick like a 55 yard field goal I'm just saying, I think Dan Campbell, until Dan Campbell proves that he has improved there, I think Dan Campbell has a fighting chance to lose you a few games himself with decisions like that. That whole day, they ate the Vikings lunch on fourth down. And when it came to nut-cutting time, and that's the time where you're like, your team loves you, man. You got to go for it, right? He's like, oh, no, no. This time we're going to try a long field goal. Give me Kevin O'Connor. Dan Campbell doesn't just like football. Dan Campbell loves football. That doesn't happen by accident. Everything we talked about, we stayed the course, which you guys have done, man. And we're playing some pretty clean physical football, man. Football! Football, yeah! Football! Football! football. Okay, it just occurred to to me. Uh, Juxtaposition time. Play the O'Connell clip that 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 you've got in the locker room and compare it to that one. I don't know if we have it. Oh, you want the oh the audio of it? Yeah, yeah, just the audio. Okay, let me see here. I think you got just the audio of this. Here we go. Yeah, and I tell you guys, I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't let us play anymore. I'm just telling you, give me that guy. Just based off those clips. Just based off those clips. I like good, clean, physical football, football. though. Yeah. No, I mean, physical football. more fun. I'm just saying, the O'Connell passion to me, I'll take him. And I tell you guys, I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't let us play anymore. Yeah. And you know what? A great use of the F bomb. It was. It was like impactful. That is uh, right. Yes. That's not an. That's not a. Oh, he dropped an f bomb. You know, he oh. hit it at the peak. At the peak, like it's like it's a conductor, an orchestra. Yeah, and he's he, conducting the f bomb. He pointed to the timpanis. We needed to yes, ramp it up. Okay, there's more here from Vikings Media Day yesterday, including how is Lewis seen looking, how's Brian O'Neill doing, and some other things. But uh, a shout-out to our friends Judd at Livia, helping a lot of Purple Daily listeners and viewers lose a lot of weight the last couple of years. Yep, in fact, the guy on the left and the guy on the right, believe it or not, they're the exact same guy. They're sports dad, but 
Livia Weight Control Centers helped Sports Dad uh, take off 40 pounds more than a year ago now. And most importantly, they're going to help you keep that weight off. You know what? The Vikings are hitting the field again now because they need to get in shape for season. How would you like to get in shape for summer? That's exactly right. Well, it's this simple. And the offer right now, three months free, three months for free, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join a program that so many people in our Purple Daily family have tried and have had success and have kept that weight off. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com, three months free. Business owners out there, if you are especially a next-generation business owner, maybe you're taking over a family business here at some point or recently did from mom, dad, generations, whatever it may be, or if you're a young business leader in a company, Federated is here with all sorts of tools and guidance to help you. Their history goes back to 1904. You can find a full list of industries Federated works with specifically at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. Okay, so Lewis Seen, looking impressive, according to those with uh, a first-eye look yesterday. Looking impressive in off-season workouts. Doogie reported on this on the Scoop session today on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. And so everything, and, and you know, Kevin O'Connell was saying even earlier this off-season as he's coming back from this broken leg that he's in the building all the time, he's around, he's working out. And I would I would just say this as we... Flushed the first bad season of Lewis Seen got injured. He was kind of behind the eight ball even before the injury in training camp. Looking back, it doesn't seem like Ed Donatel's system was the best way to develop Lewis Seen. Sure. So I, I almost think you flushed the first year, and, and let's not forget who he is. On a team looking to get younger and faster, this is what a 22-year-old dude that ran a 4.37 40-yard dash at Georgia. He was one of the best relative athletic scores coming out of Georgia, the Raz. I think he had a 98th percentile or 99th percentile Raz score. Yeah, love the Raz. Coming out of Georgia. Yep. You can line him up anywhere. You can line him up as a free safety. You can line him up in the box. You can line him up in the slot in college. Um, 23 stop tackles at Georgia as well. So let's. Let's not forget now, we've almost chalked up that first Quasi draft. Oh, he just, he whiffed on the draft. It's a, it's a bunch of busts. I'm not ready to say that about Lewis Seen. So good to hear that he's running around and looking impressive so far. So just to be abundantly clear, a compound fracture is never good. So I'm not going to say a compound fracture is good. It's brutal. It's I'm sure it's terrible. That being said, Seen didn't have a job. Seen was uh, behind Bynum going into training camp last year, and I think it was more the off-the-field learning curve, okay? So according to to what KOC has talked about, basically since Seen got hurt, he has been in the building on a regular basis. I would argue that being unable to uh, take part in activity until recently actually probably meant a lot of that time was spent in the classroom. So I think, you know, I think the problem is lots of times guys get drafted and this league is a different world, like the amount of, of uh, structure and plays and all that. Right. So I do wonder if it's going to help his cause to be a, a smarter player to have had time in the playbook with film, mm-hmm. with coaches, because I think the tendency when you're young is to try to do the things that you're 
already good at. Like, like you know, let's go out and practice. Let's do this and that. And they're like, hold on a second here. So I think it might be an advantage to Seen in the sense that he did get a ton of classroom time. I also will be disappointed, assuming that he is set to go health-wise, if he is not starting week one. Because he's a first-round pick. I like what he brings. Cam Bynum probably still for sure has a place and guys aren't going to get hurt. All of that being said, I would really like to see Seen grab the job by Harry and um, run away with that job and start week one. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, you know, okay, then what happens with Cam Bynum? And I think that's kind of the, the interesting blank canvas here for the Vikings. If you start to look at the linebackers, safeties, and defensive backs, the guys that are going to be kind of roaming around and and used as chess pieces by Brian Flores. There's a lot of youth, a lot of speed. So Harrison Smith is obviously a stalwart, and Jordan Hicks is going to start at linebacker. And But you got Lewis Seen, who ran a sub 4 four forty, twenty two 22 years old or whatever he is. Brian Asamoah, yeah. one of the faster linebackers, high, one of the higher RAS scores of linebackers two years ago out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Caleb Evans ran a four four forty, and it's coming off three concussions, but there's a reason why they like him. Makai Blackman, Jay Ward, Cam Bynum, Andrew Booth Jr. I put Ivan Pace in the linebacker bin, the undrafted free agent out of Cincinnati. Right. I mean, I just gave you like eight names of guys that you're going to put into this defensive back linebacker bin, and you're going to figure out. it's In some ways, you actually have a lot of really interesting depth, but obviously there's almost no experience among anyone that I just listed except for Cam Bynum. So we'll have to see how that works. <laughs> I got one term, and I believe we, uh, in, in the expectation that Ed was going to do more being creative, and he didn't, I got one term that I will use again that hopefully Brian Flores believes in. The big dime. Oh. <laughs> the big dime. I tried oh. to talk about this last year, and I thought they might do it, and then... Football! And then Donatel didn't do crap. But think about this, okay? So of all the names that you just ran through and let's just talk about experience is great but let's just talk about speed too okay what if you go have a package big dime which introduces a safety three corners three safeties a linebacker so and a linebacker Brian Asamoa. oh gotcha so let me do the math here so you're going so uh, there'd be three so Three. six defensive backs Brian Asamoa, and then a couple edge rushers and a yes. couple down linemen Yes, oh. and Seen is, and, and, and I talked about this last year, and Ed never even came close to it, where Seen becomes a pseudo-linebacker. Mm-hmm. Or, hell, you know what, guys? Dude, Stella be Harrison. this idea. Listen oh, to Stella's Stella right all now. over it. Way to go, Stella. Way to go. She's just like, oh, pop, pop, it's time for football. I'm like, no, it's really not time for football. It's time for a walk. Um, <laughs> but if you think about that for a second, and what and what if you flipped guys? So in one case, Seen is down in the box. But in the next case, Harrison Smith is. Mm-hmm. See, that's the wild card, too. Harrison Smith was so wasted in a bad way by, not, not himself, Ed, Ed Donatel, although I'm sure he... Declan's he seen Harrison Smith wasted. wasted in the North. Yeah, yeah, back, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, but Harrison Smith was so wasted. But, I mean, there's just so He was actually very stoic here. for being, like, as many drinks as I was with him, and yeah. I was going for, like... Shot for shot and drink for drink with him. He like did not change. Really? Yes. Yes. You kept up with him. I did keep up with him. 
Oh my God! That's I kept up with them. I actually, shockingly, I was the rational one. It was someone else in the group that had to be dragged home from the end of that night. And from I your will, group, or from like from like, a, my, like a player who shall not from, be named. From, from my group that had to be perhaps uh, a basketball source. Uh, uh, had to be dragged home on a tale of untold that I would love to do with the voice, you know, changer and and whatnot. So I don't have to name, oh, or, or no. name, name some different people. But uh, why was Harrison Smith with you guys? Uh there was a meetup after the Twins game because there was a Vikings night at Target Field. Okay. And then and then everyone convi- uh, you know, uh, met up afterwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think I feel I'm like you should, you. if you told any more, then the Vikings would have to kill you. They, they might. They might have to. They might have to kill me. So <laughs> There's I, a lot of stories like that from Boomtown in Mankato from uh-huh. back in the day, too. Uh-huh. Oh, God. A lot of uh, Vikings behavior, 25-year-old yeah. Vikings players that had to be well, covered up by the forget team. Forget that. The coaching staff. <laughs> coaching staff behavior as well. The coaching staff was just as was just as intriguing to watch operating Boomtown as the players were. The Paul Ferraro story is always going to be my most uncomfortable. The former, his well, Paul the, Ferraro, right? The former defensive, the special teams coordinator. Yeah, guy. I think it was Paul. Yeah, and we were both waiting at the bar to get, and he was always kind of a weird guy, anyways. And yeah, I covered the team for a couple of years, covered him at press con. We always like were there at press conferences together, but we we're both you know, letting our hair down at the bar, Boomtown, cool. Mankato, hanging out. Yeah, there's uh you know there's a pool, pool table, yeah. darts, everyone's kind of hanging out, and we're both yeah. we both happen to be at the bar waiting for a a bucket of light beer, and you know we're just kind of awkwardly standing there next to each other. And I said, "Hey, Paul, so uh, you know, good to see you, man. So how'd you get your start in coaching? Just creating some small talk with Paul Ferraro." Paul goes, "Eh, it doesn't matter." I was like, "No, I'm curious. How, how'd you get your start in coaching?" He goes, "We don't have to do this, man." <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, a man after my own heart. I actually goes, love that response. We, yeah. we don't have to do this, man. We don't have to talk. It's okay. I was like, okay, all right. Okay. Have a good night, Paul. Well, give me some good dirt, talk, Paul. Dude. <laughs> we don't. We don't have to do this. He probably did us both a favor, quite frankly. So you have to give me a scoop, though, and I won't name you when I write about it or talk yeah. about it. I will keep asking you questions about your family and your history. We don't have to do this. <laughs> oh God, yeah, Boomtown. Phil's not wrong, though. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, Brian O'Neill's Achilles recovery from a partially torn Achilles is going smoothly, according to Brian O'Neill, who spoke yesterday. This one still worries me a little bit. I know it's not a fully torn Achilles, and he's young enough that he should be able to bounce back, but you know, an Achilles tendon injury did end the career of Phil Lodeholt, the last franchise right tackle that this franchise had about 10 years ago. So I'm just, old Mackadak's a little nervous about 
Brian O'Neill not coming back as maybe the same exact player. Now, if I'm not mistaken, in Phil's case, first of all, he was a huge man. He was mammoth. Second of all, I think his Achilles snapped, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. The, the O'Neill injury is officially was a repaired, an avulsion fracture that damaged 40% of his right Achilles. So it's bad. It's not a- as bad. And he obviously does not carry the amount of weight that Phil did. So um, I'm a little bit concerned, but I also think it'll be fine. I, I think this one will be fine. If he had ripped the Achilles, so if the whole thing had snapped, I'd be very concerned. Yeah. Okay. So there's enough of a difference. So there, I'm trying so I'm trying to talk you down. Okay. I'm not like total panic, but I just No, I know, but I'm just I think it's gonna least. be fine. Phil, it's gonna be okay, Phil. Go. Justin Jefferson, speaking of panic here, I'm wondering how much Judd's panicking here. Justin Jefferson was one of Four notable players not at voluntary workouts. The others were Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter, and Dalvin Cook. The latter three are all sort of in contract or trade limbo. Yep. But Justin Jefferson also awaiting a long-term, maybe historical contract, although TJ Hawkinson was at workouts. Right. So Doogie although was telling us. I compare those two guys. I mean, the Hawk is great. Don't get me wrong. JJ's a a a, uh, superstar already. But, I mean, he might be shooting a commercial for all I know. I was serious about that. I got no clue. Doogie said it's not, like, a contentious thing. But it's, he's, like, had had, had something like he had a schedule conflict or something. His contract's going to get done. It's possible the Vikings may have told him, hey, let's just, let's not do anything stupid here. Just don't, don't even bother showing up. Don't. Just we'll get the deal done at some point. Maybe they're close on a deal and we don't even know. Well, and he Just could be point. there t- today, too. Like, I mean, guys come and go as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. concerned. He His contract will get done, and my guess is it gets done like his training camp starts, right? Probably. So they're gonna we're going to see a Justin Jefferson contract before training camp, ideally. A TJ Hawkinson contract sometime. Yep. And then, and maybe we do a bigger episode early next week about Zadarius, Neal, and Dalvin, but I think I don't think they're I don't think they're giving Zadarius a new contract. Sounds like he wants one. He's he's like thirty two, and Dalvin. It sounds like there's a ton of steam that in about a month from now he's going to go to the Dolphins or some other AFC team for like a fifth round pick. Yep. So Daniel would be the other one to watch on the contract. Front. The only guy that would concern me at all is. Hunter. He's the only one. I mean, if if Z comes back, awesome. If he doesn't, it's fine. Cook? Okay, dude, it's been great. Great run here. Um, I, I actually am now looking forward to turning the page on always paying a back. So, yeah. you know what? If you go with a committee of three guys or two guys, I don't know. I, that's fine, too. Daniil's the tricky one because, again, we don't know what their thought process is here because they are definitely trying to skew younger and Daniil's not young, but he's still productive. So, like, do you give him the contract he wants? And, and you know, in 2021, he did the same thing here now. He didn't like the contract. And all they did at that time, because there were still multi-years left on the contract, was they gave him more right then. They didn't, re- they, they didn't renegotiate the contract, per se. Yeah. So, like, now you can't do that. And so... What I can't tell is, are they on the same page as far as thought process of what he deserves? Because he rightfully so probably should get one more really good contract. Yep. We can, uh, if, if, if all this is still kind of lingering early next week, we can do a, a deeper dive into, all right, what's, 
who do we want back? What let's break down the financials of what contracts may look like and and kind of go from there. But gentlemen, it is time now for the random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment presented here by Aquaside. De- Declan's going to run the random Viking of the week, and he's also going to run around all of your lakes with Aquaside. Oh, it's, it's finally 70 degrees out. We're getting warmer. You know, you're, you're probably Xing off each day to put that dock in the water. And when you put that first step in there and you get in that dock and you realize, oh, wow, what is that? There's been some lake weed and algae that has grown over the long, cold winter. Well, go to our friends at Aquaside to help you diagnose that lake weed and use Aquaside pellets to help remove. It's a do-it-yourself product. It's a safe product. Go to Aquaside.com to get these products to help remove that nasty lake weed and algae from your lake or pond. All right, boys. The random Viking of the week is uh, Judd fifty one, Declan and myself thirty one all time. Ugh. Although yeah, last week Declan, Declan, Declan at the... yeah, you got Percy Harvey correct mm-hmm. at the draft party last yep. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a. I'm not pleased with myself on that one. I I, I should have freaking gotten that one. I think you probably should have too. I that was bad. Some of the more recent random Vikings of the week include Javon Walker, Roman Reigns, J.T. O'Sullivan, Anthony Carter, Greg Camarillo, and Mick Tinglehoff. Declan's going to throw out the clues this week, me versus Judd here, and uh, we get up to three incorrect guesses each. We can throw out guesses whenever we want to. We can ask Declan questions, but he can refuse to answer because these are his clues. No Googling, no cheating. All right. This random Viking of the week logged 177 NFL games. Long career. Very long career. Of uh, those 177 games, he had 110 starts. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. This random Viking of the week had five fumble recoveries. Okay. Could be a trick. That could be a trick clue right there. Could be a trick clue. Could be. Why would he throw that? Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. Why would he do that? that? Yeah. Why would Gobert be out? This random Viking of the week had eight kick returns. Not for touchdowns, just kick returns. Picked up eight of them. Eight kick returns. This random Viking of the week was undrafted. So, 177 games, undrafted. Pretty impressive. That's very interesting. Eight kick returns in that long a career might have meant the dummy picked up squib kicks. Could have been. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah, Could you, have been. you can throw it out however you want. Uh, this random Viking of the week wore two different numbers with the Vikings, according to his pro football reference page. List the numbers each year, and uh, he changed numbers during his final season with the Vikings. Okay. Interesting. 
Hmm. Judd's thinking hard here. Yeah, this is a really interesting... Oh, I'm frozen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Eight kick returns, five football covers, hundred two different... This random Viking of the week was part of a Vikings offense that finished number one in the NFL. In yards, by the way, not in points, if that helps. Um, okay. Wow. I have, I have a guess, but I don't know. I, this might be stupid. Because I don't think this player played 177 games, but I'm going to guess. Andrew Glover. That's a deep hole. Nice. I don't even know. If, yeah. I don't remember who switched numbers. I was hoping that would jog my memory. I don't memory, think he played that many games, though. I don't. Ah, oh, boy. Switch numbers. Mm -hmm. This random Viking of the week. Phil Mackey put out a tweet in 2012 that said, I bet this random Viking of the week sends an email in all caps with no punctuation. I said that in 2012? Yeah. Oh, my God. Judd tweeted out one time, there's a chance by New Year's Eve I could be drinking at Bunny's with this random Viking of the week. Mike Tice? Oh. Drake guess, dude. God dang it. Mike Tice. That's a great guess. Because he, he was on the 98 Vikings, right? He was uh, well. He was a coach on the '98 Vikings, and so what was their number one offense that he was part of? He was the head coach in 2003 when they had the number one offense in the NFL. Oh, that was a tricky one. That is dirty, but yeah. I did it to you with with uh, yeah. Daryl Bevel back in the yeah. day. That's freaking dirty, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is so God, dirty. I was sniffing so around devious. it. I was sniffing around it. God dang it! I knew it was a tight <laughs> you end. Got a tight end. You got a, a tight, tight end, end associated with the '98. I, uh, Vikings. I knew. I knew the tweet from <laughs> Judd was probably going to tip it off, so I wasn't going to use that one that uh, that early. So he kicked. He picked up eight squib kicks. Picked up eight squib kicks. Probably, uh, yeah. Eleven touchdowns in his career. I didn't get to that clue. Um, Played for Chuck Knox. Uh, was featured on Hard Knocks with the Falcons in 2014. Yep. Was going to be another uh, clue. Uh, War. Nice job, War, Judd. Nice job. Thank you. Wore spectacles while uh, being BOC for Jay Cutler and the Bears. <laughs> Tried to go the prof the prof uh, professor route. Yep. Do you remember that when he wore the spectacles? I do remember that. Nice mm -hmm. job. Nice Thank job you. there. I'm frustrated. That was a uh, Declan pulled a fast one there, but that's yep. okay. It's it's within the rules of random Viking of the week. It's within Player the rules. and coach. So I mean, it works. Just out of curiosity. Yes. Andrew Glover. He just kind of felt like he played for a long time with the Vikings and some other teams, right? So he was uh he was a, oh he was a tenth round pick. Oh, back when they were twelve. But he did play hundred fifty four career games, and he okay. was on the ninety eight Vikings. God, he's a pretty good player. He was a pretty good player. So anyhow, all right, there you go. There's your daily fix of Vikings entertainment. We'll see you guys for a feedback Friday tomorrow. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.